Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda, it's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We needed to speak up as a church about some of these issues that we're facing in the nation. Because heterosexuality is God's good intention and design. Parents are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad could it be? It's very bad. It's bigger than most people realize. And it's basically sexualizing children is what it is. Because you can't be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles out on, of course, missionamerica.com, but also worldnetdaily, wnd.com, on barbwire.com and elsewhere out on the internet. And be sure to order my latest book, which is written especially for teens and has just been published again in a revised and expanded second edition. And it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Well, perhaps you've heard the rumor that we are having an election here in Ohio uh, very shortly, a primary election. It's actually on Tuesday, May 8th. And possibly many of you have already voted in early voting. But if not, or even if you have, you will want to be alert for our upcoming discussion about some of the interesting races and some of the um, things to consider in, in our discussions of what uh, who are the best candidates. And uh, my guest today is always very well informed and always in the know and is frankly a, a quite a powerhouse in Ohio Republican politics. Lori Byers is a board member of uh, Warren County Right to Life and the Conservative Republican Leadership Committee, and she represents Precinct 15 on the Warren County Republican Party Central Committee and much, much, much more. Too much to, to list here. Welcome back, Lori, to Mission America Radio. Thank you, Linda. I'm glad to be back. Well, so um, first of all, just about generally about the race, how do you think early voting is going well, it doesn't look like the turnout is real high, okay. um, which is kind of good and bad. I mean, you know, you want more people to participate, but it also means that your vote counts for more when it's a smaller pool of people voting. 
And typically conservatives do better when there is a low turnout um, because it's the harder core, more educated voter. And, and by, by educated, I don't mean you know, schooling. I mean more educated on the candidates. Right. Um, so it's a good thing in some ways. That's okay. And so do you think the voting next uh, next Tuesday will be similar, that will be a little bit lower than we would might expect? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as high as we might think with all the contested races. Originally, I, I thought, you know, it, it's probably going to be pretty high for midterms, but I'm not really seeing that with the absentee voting. Right, so right. I guess we, we really won't know. You know, the, the Trump voters are the ones that have kind of uh, thrown any predictions into uh, disarray right. because we don't know if those Trump voters who came and voted in the primary either for Trump or against Trump in the Republican primary two years ago, we don't know if they're coming back. Right, right. That's an interesting thought. My guess is that they will. I think once people are fired up and they are alert to the issues, I think an awful lot of them will. Um, don't you get that feeling? And, and if they're, let's say they're a pro-Trump voter, they came out to support Trump, they may, you know, vote this year to send him some backup, you know, in, in, in Congress and the Senate. Um, it, we really won't know until after Tuesday what's going to happen because the Trump election was sort of a one of a kind. It, you know, it, it's it doesn't um, it doesn't go along the normal models, and so it makes it hard to predict turnout for this election. Right. So let's go through some of the races and just give give us your thoughts because I really respect your opinion and and you've been around a long time and you kind of know. Um, I don't want to say where all the bodies are buried, but <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, okay. We're talk about abortion. <laughs> no, no, oh dear, oh dear. Oh. No, well, it does. Not a funny joke. No, no it does figure into the election. That does figure into our election very much. The pro-life it, viewpoint. It really does. It's it's seriously a, a big one. So okay, it's, it's one, one of the reasons the abortion issue is one of the reasons that I'm involved in, in some some, some uh, state legislative campaigns because we really need to get the heartbeat bill passed. But let's start with the uh, the top of the ticket, the governor. The governor's race, course, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, You'd have to, I think, live under a rock to not know that it's going on. Mm-hmm. And um, Mike DeWine and, and Mary Taylor are slugging it out. I, I always tell people that are sick of the, the political ads, ignore the mudslinging and go to a source that is an unbiased, trusted conservative source. The one that I recommend the most highly is, um, is iVoterGuide.com. Mm, right. It's just an I and then VoterGuide.com, iVoterGuide.com. It's really good because they they go in depth on the candidates. They don't just um, you know answer the you know uh, uh, go by the answers on the survey. The candidates lie on surveys all the time. We we used to have a candidate in the Ohio House that had answered the uh, pro-abortion surveys and the the pro-life surveys and got endorsed by both. Oh, gee, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did he think that was never going to catch up with him? I mean, we found out, you know. Oh, but um, you know, candidates will lie when they want your vote. So I always say, you know. Even the one that you like the best. Don't listen to campaign promises. Look at their track record. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, do you have a preference, or are you willing to say at this point? Absolutely. I am strongly for Mary Taylor and Nathan Estrus for a variety of reasons. And, and let me just tell you on background that I was Mike DeWine's Warren County chair the year he won that Senate seat. Mm-hmm. I worked so hard for him. I left it all on the field. I, I, just, I spent you know, countless hours. It was almost like a full-time job for me. Of course, I wasn't being paid, but... Um, I just left it all on the field and was so excited when he won. We were running against Bernadine Healy, who was a, you know, a liberal um, oh, yeah. a liberal female Republican. And she was a sharp candidate, but she was not with us on issues. And so we campaigned hard for Mike DeWine. 
excited when he won, and then he went to D.C., and it started going downhill real quickly. Mm-hmm. He started voting for all kinds of liberal things, and I was devastated. I, I had worked so hard for this man. and You know, he was pro-life, but he was terrible on most everything else. Yeah. Um, just a couple examples. He voted for liberal hate crimes bills three or yes. four times. I think it was actually four, but I know it was three. Um, and those liberal bills basically would punish somebody worse, punish a perpetrator, a criminal, worse if they, say, beat up your gay friend as opposed to beating up your straight friend. Right. Um, that's, it's that's right. crimes. And, right. Uh, it's, it's, let's, just, let's just get tough on crime across the board. Let's not try to figure out what's in the criminal's mind. Right. Um, you know, it was a liberal bill, and Mike DeWine voted for that multiple times. Well, well, so let's let's move on. I mean, yes, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of conservatives agree with you on on Mary Taylor as a choice. Um, And uh, I'm looking more closely at the Senate race. Um, Mike Gibbons, uh, Jim Renacci and the I'm forgetting the name of the gal who's the other. Um, There there are uh, several there are several other candidates in the race, but the race is completely between Renacci and Gibbons. Right. And then we're talking the Republican side. Yeah. Republican side. Yeah. I don't think Gibbons is even pro-life. He is talking like he's pro-life now, but he has absolutely no evidence. And in fact, there are multiple indications that he was not pro-life until he mm-hmm. decided to, to run. Mm-hmm. First off, he ran against Josh Mandel in the beginning. Would a conservative run against a hero like Josh Mandel? He's our conservative hero. Mm-hmm. It, that would be like me running against Jim Jordan. Right, right. You know, why would, why would somebody do that? And so first off, Gibbons, you know, doesn't ring true to me on that. And then Gibbons voted for John Kasich for president in the 2016 primary. Oh, he, he has admitted wow. that. Okay. Well, that um, kind of tells he, you a lot of, because there were a lot of choices there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, um, so it, the other it, thing that Gibbons gave an interview, now he will say he's misquoted on this, but he, he was reported, just Google Mike Gibbons in, uh, in pro-life. Give, get, Google those words and you'll come up with articles where he said, he was asked, you know, are you pro-life or pro-choice? I forget how the question was worded, but he said he was not dogmatic. He said he was pro-people, not dogmatic. Mm-hmm. Do you know any pro-lifer who would answer, if asked, are you pro-life, would they say, I'm pro-people, I'm not dogmatic? Yeah, right. That's, that's that a, doesn't sound like a That's a red flag. Um, there was just breaking news here, and I have no details on it, that Mike Gibbons has sued Jim Renacci for defamation, uh, for during his ads now doing this on a Friday afternoon, which is when we're recording this, um, you know, right before the Tuesday primary is a very uh, interesting strategy. So we'll see what comes out of that. Um, okay, yeah. so uh, then, some of the just other let me just mentioned on yeah. Renacy. Yeah, you know, Renacy okay. isn't perfect on some things, but he he has been excellent on the pro life issue. He has a one hundred percent pro life voting record. And when we asked him, I was the one who asked him if he would co-sponsor the federal version of the heartbeat bill. He didn't hesitate. He said, absolutely. He was, you know, mm-hmm. that was the easiest phone call I made, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's great on the pro-life issue. He does take that seriously. And he's far, far more conservative than Gibbons. And again, I, I think the race is completely between those two. The other candidates in the race just can't compete. It's it takes millions of dollars to, to run a Senate race, and right. um, I hate that fact, but, you know, post is expensive, and TV ads don't pay for themselves. Well, and it's who could who could beat Sherrod Brown. I mean, that's our— Exactly. That's a big, Which takes many more millions than for the general. Right. So we're talking multi, multi, multi-million dollars. Okay, some of the other um, the other uh, races that, that are interesting to you. Uh, how about the 
the uh, Pat T. Berry seat uh, up here in uh, the U.S. Uh, congressional seat. Uh, I, I get the two. I get the two mixed up, but it's uh, the the two conservatives running in, in the two congressional races in Ohio that conservatives are really watching mm-hmm. are Melanie Linehan yes. and Christina Hagan. Right, right, right. And Melanie, and, uh, the, that in the Pat Tiberi seat, Melanie Linehan is running in that seat, and uh, so many other people are as well. A guy named Tim Kaine, who's gotten a lot of press, um, but Melanie Linehan uh, seems to be the endorsed candidate for an awful lot of the, the pro-life and conservative groups. What do you think about that? Yes, absolutely. If I lived in that district, I'd be campaigning for Melanie Linehan. I did send her a donation. This is a seat where we could pick up, you know, from Pat T. Berry, who was very establishment and very middle of the road, we could pick up a strong Christian conservative in Melanie Linehan. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that she will win. I've heard that the race is close. And I'm praying for her that, that she will win this. Yeah. And then Christina Hagen is running in. What's the what's the number of that? Is she running for re-election or is this a new? No, she's running. She's running for Jim Renacy's old seat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. right. And Christina Hagen is the, the she is the sponsor. She's one of the two sponsors of the heartbeat bill in the Ohio House. Christina is. Yes. The, uh, she's, she's a state rep right now. So Hagen and Linehan, uh, Christina Hagen and Melanie Linehan are the two the two conservatives, Christian conservative women that are, they're both so sharp. I mean, they would serve us well, and I just, I really hope that both Hagan and Linehan win their races on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, some of the state Senate races. Now, you've said a lot of good things about, is it Brad Lamoureux? Is that his? Lamoureux. 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 Yeah, it's got an X on the end. It, it yeah. It's like Lamoureux. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's French, but it's a French pronunciation. Yeah, I think yeah. it's French. Uh, But Brad Brad Lamoureux is a wonderful Christian conservative businessman with a long track record. I met him at Jim Jordan's house. He's he's a friend of Jim Jordan's. He's endorsed by Jim Jordan. And Brad is just a wonderful homeschool family, uh, four kids. Just I can't say enough good about uh, Brad and, and Elizabeth Lamoureux. And uh, that's a tough race, so uh, keep Brad Lamoureux in your prayers for now, Tuesday. He is just working a, really hard and using the resources that he has wisely, but it's, it's a tough race against a very moderate, very um, establishment uh, Kasich fundraiser. Well, the, the people have trouble when they hear these these general uh, names. They want to know, is this my district? Okay, so this is the 7th Senate District. Who, yes, who holds... It, it includes all of Warren County, the okay. eastern and northeastern parts of Hamilton County, mm-hmm. and a teensy tiny little itty bitty bubble of, of uh, Butler County. And who holds that seat now? Uh, right now, it is Steve Wilson who is uh, the one that we're trying to uh, we're trying to take him out. It's okay. a tough race. He's extremely well funded, okay. and um, you know Brad Lamoureux is not very well funded. But we're we're making the most of what we have and. Uh, and I think it's going to be a closer race than they expect, but okay. we'll see. Okay, so we want conservatives to win rather than establishment Republicans. Yes, so Brad Lamoureux in, in Senate District 7, if you live in southwest Ohio. You know, we didn't talk about the um, the state treasurer race okay, between yeah. Robert Sprague and mm-hmm. Sandy O'Brien. Yes, tell me about that. Um, I'm supporting Robert Sprague. Now, both of them are conservative. I love Sandy. She's a wonderful person. But we tried this uh, back, oh, I don't even remember what year it was, where we helped her beat a beat someone in the primary, beat a, a liberal Republican in the primary, and then she lost in the general. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid that exact same thing would happen again, uh, whereas Sprague, I think, could, could win, the, uh, win the general. He's a right. sharp guy, really nice guy. He's one of the nicest people you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. Um, he also had co-sponsored the heartbeat bill. He co-sponsored the Pastor Protection Act. He's just a good, honest, decent guy. Okay, and, uh, great. So 
Robert Sprague for treasurer. Okay. So we're talking with Lori Byers, who is uh, always well-versed in Ohio politics, and especially on the Republican side. And we will be returning right after uh, this break on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey, and we'll be covering some bigger issues, too, like the importance of your vote, as well as some of the uh, judicial races and some of the other state representative races. So stay with us. We will be right back following these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking today about the Ohio primary election and some of the most uh, interesting races and the some very hotly contested races um, for a primary season and an off year with a non-presidential year as well. So very interesting. And we're talking with Lori Viers, who is a very well-versed Republican, a longtime Republican uh, uh, chairwoman, committeewoman, uh, campaign manager, worker, um, and uh, kind of has no, known a lot about this whole process from for many, many years. Um, Lori, before we get back into some of the specific races, tell us about the importance of a vote. I mean, we saw this in the last presidential election and in Ohio, and we're... <laughs> You know, Donald Trump won and all the the Hillaryites were left stunned uh, at the end of that night. But just tell us how, how you feel about that. Well, we, we get the government we elect. And so if we don't show up and elect godly um, governors, uh, we are going to we're going to suffer the consequences. And, and we are in many ways. If Christians would vote, we would turn things around in no time. We would have an entirely different scenario in the Ohio House, in the Ohio Senate, and, and you know all of our statewide office holders and judges. Um, so I can't stress the need, especially on a year like this, when you know, your vote counts for so much more when very few people are voting. So it's going to be low turnout, I believe, and we won't know for sure until Tuesday, but I, I'm expecting low turnout, and so your vote carries even more weight. Right. If you have any problems with uh, wondering who to vote for, go to iVoter. Is it iVoterGuide.org? It's it iVoterGuide.com. iVoterGuide.com. I as in ice cream, just iVoterGuide.com. And it will help you. And here's another reason that that's important. There are some Democrats who are running on the Republican primary ballot, registered now, not former Democrats, currently registered Democrats. There are two of them on the Warren County ballot. On my ballot, there were two registered uh, Democrats, and I checked I checked their voting uh, registration on the Board of Elections website. It's public information. Huh. One of them is in Congressional District 1, Steve Shabbat's opponent, and I'm not even going to mention him, but he's a registered Democrat who, whose claim to fame is he ran for the Democrat national chair to, to be the head of the National Democrat Party. Wow. Uh, he didn't win. I think he's kind of a goofy guy, but, but still, he, he's on that ballot. Go to iVoterGuide.com and be sure who you're voting for. You can't can't assume that just because they're a Republican that they're conservative. You can't even right. assume this year that they're even a Republican on the right. Republican ballot. Yeah, on iVoter Guide, they will give you a bar that you can easily see. Are, is the person moderate, liberal, conservative, or very conservative? And that's somewhere te- in between. And yeah, you can see this right away. 
So it's uh, easy. It's user friendly. And if yeah. you put in your address, it'll pull up your actual people, and it'll tell you all the people in your district. Or you can click on see the whole state, and you can you know look at look at all of them. But it makes it really easy to see at a glance who's conservative, who's liberal, and, and in between. And then if you want more, you know, if you want to look more into the research, click compare. <coughs> I think it's compare side-by-side comparison, yeah. and then you'll see all the all the gory details of how they got those ratings. Right, okay. Well, so tell us more about um, Mary Taylor, your, you know, why you're Mary backing T- her and some of the endorsements she's gotten. Uh, Mary Taylor is endorsed by some wonderful uh, conservative leaders like uh, Ted Cruz and Michelle Bachman. Uh, Mary Taylor is endorsed by Mike Huckabee just as of this week, mm-hmm. uh, Ken Blackwell, Seth Morgan, um, we have uh, a lot of endorsements that Mary has, has picked up. Uh, Mike Lee, uh, Senator Mike Lee, who's been a champion for, uh, for things that we care about. And mm-hmm. so Mary Taylor is the conservative in that race. Mike DeWine is a nice man. Uh, he's a good family man. But he let us down when we sent him to the Senate. And, and I keep saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm not falling for it again. Now, so... Um, do you are you comfortable with uh, Mary Taylor and how she performed as part of the Kasich administration, or do you think she was kind of um, in, between a rock and a hard place at times? Well, on- both. I mean, she was between a rock and a hard place, but Mary, behind the scenes, was trying to pull Kasich back from his leftward um, mm-hmm. uh, slouch. He, um, you know, he was going further and further left, and she would fight battles behind the scenes to pull him back. One of them was on Medicaid expansion. The reason that, that he didn't build out the state exchanges was because Mary Taylor was showing him that it was not financially doable. It wasn't, it's not feasible. It's not sustainable. And so she fought the battle she could. She was treated, because she stood up to him, she was and, and still is treated like a second-class citizen by the Kasich inner circle. Mm-hmm. Kasich's inner circle are, are basically a group of liberals. Yeah. And it's sad to say, but I think that's uh, a lot of the problem that we have with Kasich going going liberal on us is his advisors, his kitchen cabinet, are pro-abortion and openly homosexual individuals, and it's you know yeah. they've certainly steered him uh, to the left. Right. But Mary Taylor did not. I mean, she fought battles. They treat her like Kasich hasn't even spoken to her directly in over a year. Now he's been in meetings where she's in the room, but he will not even speak to her directly wow. because she's taken him on on issues. Okay. Well, that tells uh, you a lot right there. Yeah. And I became a fan of Mary Taylor when she was in the Ohio House, and her voting record was picture perfect. Mm-hmm. She was she, she co-sponsored the Brinkman Abortion Ban Act, which was even better than than the heartbeat bill. It was wow. like a personhood bill. It was wow. it was wow. a complete abortion ban in Ohio. Mary Taylor co-sponsored that. Wow. She co-sponsored concealed carry. She is she stood up. The Speaker of the House tried to get her to vote for a tax hike. She had just gotten elected. She was a brand new state rep, and she had just promised her voters she would not be for higher taxes. And she stood up to the Speaker of the House, which almost nobody has the guts to do because they punish you. The Speaker of the House punished her because she did not vote for that tax hike. He threw her off the Finance Committee, which, you know, is humiliating, and I believe it docks their pay as well. Wow. Well, we only have about a minute left. Tell us a couple of pastors you said are running. Oh, yeah, I'm really excited about some of the the state rep races. Now, these are tough races, I'll be honest with you, and uh, we're we're praying that that God will... uh, Bless every mailing and, and you know give these guys a victory. But two pastors that I'm helping are are Daniel Kroger in House District 62, which is Warren County, mm-hmm. and Pastor J. Todd Smith. It's J. Period Todd Smith. We call him Todd, mm-hmm. but his first name is Jeffrey, and so he's on the ballot as J. Period Todd Smith. He's a pastor in um, his district is Preble County, all of Preble County, and a big chunk of Montgomery County. 
Okay. House District 43. So uh, Daniel Kroger and J. Todd Smith are wonderful conservatives and, and both pastors. Okay. And then J- Jenna Powell in House District 80, she is one of the sharpest young conservatives you will ever find. Hmm. She's going to be a rock star for the conservatives. She's in House District 80, which is um, Dark County, Miami County. There might be another county thrown in there, but up around that area. Okay. All right. Good. Well, Lori, thank you for all you do. You are tireless. You are always a wealth of information. And uh, just God bless you. And let's keep praying, folks, for this election. Pray for the primary, that we get solid, conservative people with godly values who will put forward godly values in our public policy. And that in the November election, that we just have a sweep of many, many more conservatives. So thank you, Lori. God bless you. Thank you. Okay, and friends, just remember, just remember, with God, all things, all things are still possible. Have a great day.